hockey fans, Wolverine Nation. Thank you for joining me for another another great episode uh, of the Hockey Podcast. Uh, today's episode, we got a really big announcement. You have to stay to the end to listen to it. Trust me, it's big. We're going to sit down with Zach. We're going to talk about last week's games and what you can expect later on uh, this year. You just called me Zach. I did? Yeah. Well, we'll fix that. Don't okay. go anywhere, guys. did not call you Zach, did I? You did. Well, you're Zach for the day. You for sure. <laughs> I don't know why I would did. call you Zach. Oh, my god! <laughs> it's Isaac. Isaac. Are we doing this again? Oh, man. This is how we're going to start off again? <laughs> Good night. It What's is. up, everybody? It's yes. Zach Smolden here for another exciting episode of Wolverine Nation. Like, this is the episode of Butchering Names, because if you stay tuned... Mike, Mike goes to Vegas, and he's uh, fallen off the wagon. I, what, I mean, you were... Those dragging all you behind can, it, and all now you you're just buffets. left in the dust. All you can eat buffets must be me. nice. What a yeah. cool. fifty bucks! All you can eat all day. Did you? Can you believe that? Yeah, no, it was awesome. I cannot. I cannot believe that. But while you were losing money in Vegas, and uh, I wouldn't say losing. I, I, oh, that's not what I heard. <laughs> that's not what I heard. I have it from a reliable source. Oh. That you lost it. You lost it all betting black on the roulette wheel. I was, so look, I was betting number twenty-four. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. And how did that work out? Uh, Not too good. Pretty well. Pretty well if uh, you're talking about number 24 on the Wolverine Segway time, baby. Yeah. Exciting game on Saturday. Uh, You know, overall, probably not the weekend the the Wolverines were looking for. They dropped that first game on Friday in overtime. uh, But they do get three points out of it. Uh, We were saying six out of eight. They got five out of eight, so it's, uh, you know, it's close. And Kenai picking up that extra point on Saturday at – at the end of the day, it's uh, it's not the end of the world just based off where they're at in the standings right now. And, uh, you know, it, it certainly certainly made things interesting on Saturday. Uh, I mean, I can't remember the last time I've seen an overtime hat trick goal. Uh, and and that's what we got oh, on Saturday. You missed a you I missed did. a nail biter I both was, nights. You uh, I was on a flight. I was actually taken off on puck drop. You had called me. I was I on the runway. <laughs> I, I had called you a lot, because uh, we had to troubleshoot a million things with with the broadcast, because I was all by my lonesome, oh. just me and Danny holding down the fort, and Jeremy doing camera. We were missing some hands, that's for sure. But the team, uh, you know, the team gave us two very exciting games, some more sellout games at the Ben. Uh, last two home games of the calendar year. And yeah. uh, people came out to support. It was really great to see. Once again, lots of Kenai fans there too. Yeah, uh, it was a raucous atmosphere there. Uh, really? Did yeah. they? Did it, was it sectioned out? No, like, I mean, or was so it the, spread out? the Kenai guys were mostly on the wet side. Yeah, uh, I think partly because that's the bench, and then partly also because that's the exciting side of the rink. To be <laughs> on, I mean, there was definitely some some uh, chance going back and forth in the wet side really? between the Brownbears. Oh fans man, I think there's, and there's the Wolverines there's, fans. There's a wire. So uh, I mean, Kenai, listen, I, we said it last week. About how you can't look over this team, uh, and just because you uh, you need four points or you're hoping for four points doesn't mean that you can expect four points. And boy, did they prove that! Uh, they played some hard nose hockey. Uh, they were down on Friday, two to one mm-hmm. for the majority. I mean, no scoring in the first. Then Campbell Psychos, who had an excellent, excellent, 
excellent weekend for the team. Uh, defenseman of the week for the NAHL, not oh, a nice. big deal. Nice. He had a ton of points. He had a goal on the power play to get things started in the second period. Kenai ties it up, and then uh, Joey Moffitt, legendary color guy for the Anchorage yep, yep. Wolverines broadcast, gets yep, his sixth of the year. Moffitt, we already put him in the uh, Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so Anchorage was leading for most of the third period, but uh, Caden Yelm tied it up with just over three minutes remaining. And then Carter Green, a little bit of a broken play there in OT. At, Key and I had a three-on-two for about 15, 20 seconds. That's all they needed to, to slam the door on Saturday night. You, you, you said they scored a point. They scored a tie point with like three minutes left on the clock. Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, me and Danny were talking about when they're going to pull the goalie if, uh, you know, uh. if you do it at about three minutes and – uh, then they scored at three minutes. You don't need to pull the goalie when it's a nope. tie game. Nope. So the old announcer's jinx strikes again. Uh, but that's the biggest thing I always tell people is like, just because the game is one point away and you've got like a minute and a half left doesn't mean you could score. You could literally score within eight seconds. Oh, yeah. That's, I think that's about average time from face-off to goals, right around five to eight seconds. Oh, you think, okay, you think that was great. You want to talk about, you want to talk about, Time, time left on the clock, time into the period. Okay. Uh, okay, 23 seconds into Saturday's game, Kenai scores to make it 1-0 to zero <laughs> on just a, the weirdest bounce possible. Ouch. And then let's talk about time again because it's 35 minutes before we saw another goal, and oh. Anchorage was knocking on the door. There is a two-on-one with Babs and Croc that just rolls off the end of the stick. There was a couple breakaways. I, I was talking to Coach about this on Sunday night uh, uh-huh. uh, off the air. Anchorage, they counted 28 chances in the game. They scored five goals. How many Jeez. do you think he and I had? Uh, 18. 13. Oof. He and I had 13 chances. They capitalized on four of those. And that's what we were saying on the broadcast. That's what we've been saying the last couple of weeks. Okay, Kenai so is so opportunistic. They are so good at just capitalizing off your mistakes because Anchorage was dominating them for the majority of the weekend, but they picked up three points. So you're telling me that out of 13 shots, it only took well, five of them. No, or 20, 20 shots, 20 shots, 13 scoring chances. Okay, okay. And, and yeah, it, but it took those, us 26. Going. 28. 28. 28. 28. No, the numbers were more. Let's keep talking about numbers. Yeah. Talon gets his first of the night. That's his 21st of the season. Mm-hmm. Okay, assisted by Psychos and Weston. Another point for Psychos. Then Psychos gets his third of the year shorthanded with Jackson. To make it a two to one game with 55 seconds left in the second period. Mm. Yeah, it's pretty impressive, right? 55 seconds. Yep. Caden Yelm ties it up with five seconds oh. left in the second period. Oh. This was all night. This was all night. Okay. Back you think that's forth. you think that's crazy? You think that's crazy? Oh, you got more? Okay, Bryce Monreen scores. Kenai has regained the lead. The lead has now changed three times. Okay. Uh-huh. Talon Sigurdsson, 22nd uh-huh. of the year. He was ties like, watch this. Then Gage Brown gets his first of the year. There's a number, another number for you. First of the year from Gage Brown. Nice. Assisted by, once again, Psychos, Psychos. and Reineke. Okay. So now it's four to three. At 1540 mm-hmm. into the third period, Croyman gets a five-minute major for fighting. Mm. Skyler Gutierrez, double minor in the unsportsmanlike conduct. Oh, come on, Goody. But, but... So does Bryce Monreen. Uh-huh. So at the end of the day, Kenai has is now shorthanded on a five minute major with okay. four minutes and twenty seconds remaining on the clock. <laughs> and we're up by one. Just yeah, we're up by room. one. Oh yeah, go to the locker room. Just go. Kenai scored ten seconds shorthanded oh. to make it four to four. Oh. Ten seconds in. 
I remember uh, the curse of the announcer's jinx strikes again. Me and Danny are like, well, you're going to have to be aggressive. I mean, this is a tough situation to try to dig yourself out of. And Kenai tied it up 4-4. Four to four. Then, with 17.26 left, Luke Anderson takes a boarding minor. It is now a 5-on-3, and Kenai has one of the best 5-on-3 shorthanded penalty kills that I've ever seen in my entire life. Hmm. They were blocking shots left and right. I mean, all weekend. Bryant Marks, who is a 2004 birth year, by the way, stood mm-hmm. on his head and kept his team in this game. And uh, we went into overtime for the second night in a row. And then one last number for you. It's the number three, because that's how many goals Talon Sigurdsson had. Hat trick, third of the year, assisted by Weston. And uh, guess what? Psychos again. again. That Gosh. kid was on absolute fire. He picked up, I believe, a goal and three assists for four points on Saturday. And on Friday, he had a goal and assist on the two goals that Anchorage scored for a total of six points on the weekend. He was one point short of having a point on every single goal that Anchorage scored. So His plus minus was insane. So I bet there was a lot of, yay, oh, yay, oh. Oh. <laughs> back and I forth. I lost a year crowd. of my life. I lost a year of my life watching that game. <laughs> the butt pucker factor my, of that game was like off the my charts. blood pressure... <laughs> I think I burst a blood vessel in my right eye. I was just twitching watching the game. I was like, I can't handle the emotional roller coaster we're on right now. You probably had like a glitch going on. What do I I do? What do I do? I can't imagine what it was like to be on the ice. But Anchorage Uh, gets it done, and uh, sometimes you just got to find a way to win. They found a way to win and picked up three points on the weekend. And that's very important because coming up, they have got a heck of a schedule to go through. So they leave tonight at 3 in the morning. To go down to the lower 48, their first three games on the road trip are December 17th, 18th, 19th against the Wilderness. Start the countdown. Two days, 18 hours, 46 minutes, and 25 seconds. Yeah, because I believe the the 17th is a Thursday, I Mm -hmm. think. Nope, just kidding. Belay that. It's a Friday. They play the Sunday game. So they have a Friday, Saturday, Sunday game against Minnesota. Uh, Then they play... They're then they're off for Christmas break, so they're flying down for three games. If you live in Alaska, which mm-hmm. what there's nine players yep, that yep. live up here, yep. they fly back for six days. You get your six days of Christmas break. Then they fly back down. They play Janesville the thirtieth, the thirty first, and the first. Wait, we got three January. games, three more games, December thirtieth, thirty first, and the first of January against Janesville. So there's six down on the lower forty eight. Then on the fifth, they play the Magicians. And I believe the 5th is a weird date because then also they play the Magicians on January 8th. They have a wacky schedule because this is the Midwest Division. And in total, that is eight games that they are playing. January 5th is a Wednesday. Yeah. Wednesday Wednesday night junior hockey. Oof. Madness. Madness. Yeah, I guess. So so they've got eight games down in the States. uh, And then their first home game of 2022 is 21st and 22nd against Fairbanks. So thankfully, they're getting uh, from the 8th to the 21st to kind of rest and recoup before they have to play the number one team in the Midwest division again. Yeah. And uh, I think they owe them a little payback because last time they saw them, they got swept oh. in Fairbanks. So Oh, they're going to have their butts handed to them, hopefully, there at the home ice. I mean, you know. hopefully, the last time they're at home, Anchorage did get the uh, the series split. So it'll yep. be interesting to to see what happens. It's going to be a grind for the boys. But, uh, I mean, this team, they had a really great road trip the first time they were down there. And, uh, you know, we we know they're capable at this point. I mean, they've exceeded every expectation. And, and now they've got uh, some more expectations as we approach the half the halfway point. But 
uh, they're they're fully capable of making some noise down there. And uh, and if we go to our Cup Forty Nine, I'm sorry, our Club Forty Nine Cup, Cup Point Tracker, dun, 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 uh, the battle for hockey supremacy in the Forty Ninth State. You've got Fairbanks well, leading. So that one actually isn't updated. The Uh-oh. one you're pointing to right now. So Fairbanks has fourteen. Yep, that's fourteen. We are one point behind them. We have thirteen what? points after this weekend because we got three. Kenai has seven. So okay. we maintain a six-point lead over Kenai, but we're only one point behind Fairbanks. So you're telling me that we start out low on the totem pole, and by the end of this cup, there's a chance. There's a chance. There's a chance. I think, so I do think that Fairbanks uh, has maybe a couple games in hand in the Club 49 Cup. The I mean, I don't want to say more importantly because that the bragging rights are are real for sure. But oh, of course, you're a brand in, new team. You're first at your expansion. Yes, but Huge in the Midwest Division, rights. Anchorage does have three games in hand against Fairbanks. Right now, they they're sitting back in third. They had dropped down to fourth, but yeah. they're they're back in third. And really, the only reason they were in fourth is because Chippewas played four more games yep. than them. Yep. I expect that to even out once we kind of catch up. So right now, Fairbanks with 41 points, Springfield with 38. Then Anchorage has 32. They have two games in hand against Springfield and three games in hand against Fairbanks. Uh, Chippewa has 31 points, but just like I said, we have four games in hand against them. Then the Magicians, they have 28 points, and they have also played 26 games, same as us. as us. Same as good yeah, grief. Yeah. And you're talking about me messing up names. Yeah, well. <laughs> it is what it is. It is what it is. Finals are over now. I don't yeah. have to I don't have to think anymore. Yep. So then uh Wilderness with twenty eight games, twenty seven points, then Janesville with twenty one and Kenai with thirteen. Kenai is kinda like there's like they're sneakily kind of getting back into this race. I mean, right now they're yes, obviously still well out of a playoff spot, but they've uh They're they've definitely been, a team you can't write off. The, not only are they a team you can't write off, they've picked up uh, they picked up some points over the last couple nights, and they have a couple guys in there that uh, they've either added or just starting to kind of hit their stride. So I'd, I'd watch out for Kenai here, especially if they can uh, go on a little bit of a run at home. Uh, I think I think a lot of people are, are overlooking Kenai, and they've proved over the last two weeks and, and really even before that uh, against Janesville and against Fairbanks, who they played close uh can't overlook this team. No. If you let them sit in the game, they're going to score a goal 10 seconds into being shorthanded or something crazy like that. <laughs> crazy I mean, they like are a scrappy, tenacious, opportunistic team, and they will make you pay. They're like the, uh, they're like the, ra- uh, what's that movie? Uh, the Rascals. Can't remember. Little Rascals? Little Rascals. You know, the, the little, the one with the little guys that yeah. are Rascals. Yeah. 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 That one. Yeah. That one. They come out and they beat everybody. All right, it's that time of the show where you guys have been waiting. We've got a special guest. Isaac, who is it? All right, our guest for today is forward for the Anchorage Wolverines, number 24, Talon Sigurdsson. He's just announced his commitment to play for the ASU Sun Devils in the 2023-2024 season. Big announcement. Yes, and we're excited to bring him on. Talon, how are you doing today? Doing great. How are you guys? I am doing well. Wonderful, uh, wonderful. Exciting, exciting game on Saturday for sure. I definitely want to pick your brain about that. But uh, yeah, Arkansas State University, right? I, I can't believe that they have a team all the way down there. Is that where you're going? Just middle, deep south? Uh, yeah, Arizona, actually. But oh, is it, is it Arizona? Is that who the Sun Devils yeah. are? <laughs> oh, yep. it's not. You know, I mean, wow. I was very confused when I saw Arkansas. Is it is it Arizona State University? Uh, in, in all seriousness, that <laughs> that is uh. Did you as write soon as the I, article? 
You know I know what ASU is, Mike. <laughs> okay, I'm Come just on. checking. Just I'm checking. I mean, what a sick program. When they <laughs> told me that on Sunday night, I was, oh, that is so exciting, man. I mean, such a great Division One program. We used to joke about being able to go down to ASU. I mean, it's a great campus. Their fans seem absolutely off the chain. Uh, have you? How long have you been talking to them, first of all? I mean, this is, uh, it's wild. Yeah, I'm, I've been talking to them about a month. Uh, they gave me the uh, the offer, uh, I would say, about a week ago today, actually. So, yeah, I've been thinking about it for a while. Uh, but, yeah, it just it definitely felt right. So, Have you been down there at all? I have not gone down there yet, but I plan on doing it maybe next fall. Um, maybe go see a game or something like that and get to see the new rink. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that. So you're, you're a Minnesota kid, obviously. Am I correct in saying that? Yeah. So what, what, uh, what stood out to you about ASU? Cause I know, I mean, obviously you got a ton of schools right there at home. Was it just, uh, you know, anything and what they were saying to you that, that stood out or just, uh, the fact that you can golf 365 days a year down there? Uh, <laughs> well, maybe 364 with Christmas. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, my first conversation I had with their assistant coach, Mike Field, was just, uh, it was it was a really good conversation. I felt like I connected with them really well right off the get-go. And I even more so when I talked to the head coach, Coach Powers. And, I mean, I just felt like I have made a great personal relationship with these two coaches. And, I mean, that's, that's just a pretty, that's a pretty big deal for me. It's to feel comfortable with the coaching and, I've noticed I play a lot better when I do. Well, I mean, you certainly must feel comfortable with the coaching this year then because you're on a tear, my friend. That Saturday night game. So right now you uh, have the most hat tricks in Anchorage Shut Wolverines history, which is, uh, <laughs> I mean, I guess it's not it's up for a season, but uh, nothing. Big. I mean, is, is that's got to be the most exciting one. I mean, a hat trick overtime goal. That's not something you see every day. Yeah, no, that was exciting. I think going into the weekend, all the guys were really, really excited for it. We hadn't been home for a while, and I think we were we were just feeding off the energy in the building. And yeah, I mean, we all just love playing up here, and it's it's just a great great atmosphere. Uh, you were one of my first interviews when we started doing interviews for the broadcast, and I remember it was right after you guys came back from that big road trip, and I talked to you about your line. Now we're you know, coming up, we're getting closer and closer to kind of that halfway point of the season. Obviously, we're about to hit the Christmas break here in a couple of weeks. Uh, you know, from from the beginning of the season to now, uh, you know, obviously the chemistry's gotten better. What's it like being on that line? I mean, I, I guess maybe I'll start with every lower 48 guy I've ever played with just constantly complains about how weird the Alaska kids are. Who's the weirdest Alaska kid <laughs> between that power play unity, you, Cam, Clay, Coop, and Westy? Oh, my goodness. Weirdest. That's hard to say. I mean, honestly, I don't think you guys are that weird. Maybe it's because I'm from Minnesota and it, it gets cold there too, but I'd probably have to say either Cooper or Cam. <laughs> something about the twins maybe it's the connection they have i mean they they certainly uh th that power play it always cracks me up they make my life so hard because they just pass to each other back and forth for 30 seconds at the start of every single power play before <laughs> they move it around it's just morris to morris constantly 
Uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, the, between the power play and your guys' line, I mean, obviously it, it's gotta be fun playing, playing on both those units. Yeah, it is. And I mean, now that you pointed it out, I had no idea that I was playing with all, all Alaska kids, <laughs> but that's, that's kind of funny. That- now that you pointed that out, but I just got that too. Well, I mean, so they because when I was talking to so to he Kim would be and, the odd man out. Well, when I was talking to Cam and Coop about it, I mean they they were talking about how uh, the four of them they've been playing together for for their entire lives mostly. So does that make it does that make it easier because they already have that chemistry? It's easy for you to slot in, or was it a little bit difficult to kind of establish that camaraderie, uh, camaraderie when you got four guys that are playing your entire lives, and then you got you just come in and you you kind of are the odd man out out to start things off yeah i mean i think uh i think the guys just um they kind of let me join their kind of their group or whatever i think all the alaska guys who have been playing with each other like you said they they let i mean all the guys kind of join in to be part of their family and i think that's been maybe part of our success is we already have some guys who know each other grew up playing with each other and then they let the rest of us come in and kind of join their family. So I think that's, that's probably been helping us out a little bit. I think uh, one of the other things I talked to you about was, was how you were like in Alaska. Now that we're getting four and a half hours of daylight, has that changed at all? Are you excited to be going back home where you get a little more vitamin D? I mean, I'm, I'm excited to go back home just because it's, uh, I mean, it's home, you know, there's uh, nothing like it, but oh. I don't, it's not a huge deal for me, honestly, with the sunlight. It's, uh, I mean, it's weird to wake up at uh, whatever time I wake up, seven, <laughs> eight o'clock and like not have sunlight for another two or three hours. But yeah, I mean, I'm sure it'd be more weird in the summer for me to not get any darkness. So Maybe I'll have to stick around and see what that's like. <laughs> and speaking of sticking around, though, let's let all the people listening to the podcast know that just because he got picked up by ASU doesn't mean he's going anywhere anytime soon, though. Because I, I think Coach said we've at least got one more season with you, correct? Yeah. Oh, there you go. So he's not leaving just yet, guys. You don't have to get so... so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, guess, I guess I'm not trying to throw everyone into a panic. Let me, uh, let me ask you this. Obviously... Um, and, and we've tried to, to share the love, but a lot of nights it seemed like, uh, you guys, your line, your power play and you, especially that you seem to be the focus for a lot of questioning, a lot of scrutiny, which, which has been a good thing so far. I mean, it's, it's getting the team a lot of looks. It's getting you obviously a lot of looks. Do you feel the pressure at all when you're out there? Um, not really. I mean, it's the same game that, that we're going to play. When we're when we're all done with hockey, it's the same game that we have all grown up playing. It's just it, we just love the sport so much. It's just I don't really feel any pressure. I don't think any of the guys feel any pressure. We're just out there having fun, just uh, just playing the sport that we love. So, when you uh, decided to come to Anchorage, did you think that this would be the position? I mean, you guys are in third right now in the Midwest and you've got some games in hand, you're in a really good situation going into the middle of the season. Were you expecting to be uh, doing so well here off the bat in the first season for the team? Uh, honestly, coming in, I didn't really know what to expect. I, uh, I wasn't really expecting a breakout season or anything like that, or I wasn't expecting us to be terrible. I was, I was kind of expecting it to be right in the middle. 
Um, I mean, I just, I just think going back to it, all the, all the guys coming in here, we all wanted to, I mean, we're playing in a tier two hockey league. Everybody who's here is, is good enough to be here. So I think like you put us up against a bunch of other teams in our division. They may have older guys, maybe more experienced, but we're just, we're out here. Like I said, we're playing, we're having fun. And I think that's the most important part. So one thing that you have been doing and, and leading is the, the end of the game huddle, which is, uh, it's, it's been really cool to see. It's something that you've seen more and more teams do, especially in the junior hockey level. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that and, and what that's all about? Yeah. So actually I first kind of started doing that, uh, when I played at North star Christian Academy, we had our, our whole team and I think we got a, a whole bunch of other teams. I think there was only maybe one team in the two years I played there that didn't have the entire team pray with us, which is pretty cool. I mean, we're making waves for Jesus in the hockey world. And that's, that's, uh, I mean, it's a new thing that, um, yeah, we just invite people to the center ice and we just, we just praise God and thank him for giving us the opportunity to play this sport that we love. And it just uh, gives us an opportunity to maybe bond together as brothers through, through hockey and through Christ as well. It's, I mean, uh, it's definitely something that, that is, is newer on the scene, but it, it's always impressed me, especially when I'm, I'm seeing not only the guys on, uh, that are your teammates, but also the guys from, from the other teams as well. Let's talk a little bit about this weekend. Cause obviously you have the hat trick on Saturday. That's pretty big, but, uh, two close games going into overtime. Does that grade on you at all? I mean, a lot of minutes in those games, uh, is when you saw it was going back into OT on Saturday, was there any nervousness on, on the bench? Was there any, uh, like, were guys just mentally, physically exhausted? Uh, what was the feeling down on ice level? Um, maybe for some other guys, but I didn't, I didn't really feel anything like that. I just, uh, we've been doing a lot of, like, maybe three-on-three three overtime stuff in practice. So we've been practicing that. We've been, uh, I mean, we've been skating hard, so... I don't think anybody was really tired. Well, when you hear, you hear a lot of guys say like in any sport, the games are easier than practices. And that's, that's kind of what we try to do is we push ourselves. So in the games, we have more energy and we're able to go harder for longer because I mean, you're on the ice for 45 seconds and you rest for like what, three minutes. So you get a lot of rest compared to the time you're out on the ice. So I think, I don't think anybody was feeling tired or nervous or anything like that. Well, I mean, obviously it showed because you guys end up winning that second game, uh, the the overtime hat trick goal. Like we said, you guys have a big road trip coming up. Uh, you started the season with a long road trip back down in the lower 48, and now you guys are going to be down there till late January uh, playing eight games on the road. I asked you this at the beginning of the season when you guys had just gotten back, but are, are there any different challenges this time going, going back down there for such a long time in the middle of the season? Or is this uh, you know, a chance to bond with the boys? What's the mentality uh, as you guys are getting ready to fly out early, early tomorrow morning? Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously it's always a challenge to, to go sleep in a hotel room for however long, however many nights in a row. That's not the most fun part, but I think it's also just 
it's fun to hang out with the guys. A lot of teams, I think, don't get that opportunity because uh, they they're playing, I guess, at their home. Then they're taking maybe a two or three hour bus trip, and that's really all the time they get to really spend with each other, unless they go seek it out after practice or anything like that. But I think it kind of it's kind of nice that we're forced to spend time with each other and hang out. And uh, I mean, you can ask some of the other guys. We've had a lot of of uh, nights just hanging out in the hot tub at the hotel, and that's just that's just uh, that's great for us. I think just to be able to maybe be forced to hang out with each other and kind of <laughs> grow in our relationships. You gotta have that mandatory <laughs> fun. That's what we called it in the military. Uh, yeah, exactly. Hey, Talon. Uh, qu- quick questions. I want to I want to get behind the scenes here. Uh, going back to the Arizona State University thing. Did you know they were looking at you or were you expecting the call to talk to the coaches? Talk about that. Like, did it just like one day your phone ring and they said, Hey, this is ASU. Like, how did that happen? Yeah, that's exactly how it happened. <laughs> um, my, uh, Hello, my, my advisor, my advisor, he, he sometimes shoots me a text like, Hey, so-and-so, um, they're looking at you. They might give you a call here. So he sent me that text and I think maybe a week, or even two weeks went by before I got the phone call. So I was not expecting it at all. That's but yeah, it was definitely exciting. That's pretty funny. That uh, so, so was your dad there or, or did you give him a call or? Cause I know, um, I know your dad listens to the podcast, so you gotta be, <laughs> I can just see him now his face. He's just smiling. I saw him at the last game and a uh, really cool guy. And I, I'm sure he's very, very proud of you. Uh, you know, Arizona State's a very, very good uh, college to, to, to go to. So I'm sure the family's going to be waiting for you at the airport with signs. Go, Talon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, my parents were pretty involved in the decision I made. Not not because they wanted to have their hands all over it, but because I was I was seeking them out and their opinions on stuff just to, just to get another piece of information. And I mean, they like they said at the beginning that they would support me wherever I choose to go, but they want me to decide based on where my heart's telling me to go based on my feelings about the place, not based on what anybody else would say. So yeah, they were, they were involved, but not, not like forcing me to go anywhere. All right. So Talon, before we let you go, I just wanted to see if we can uh, enlighten you here for a little bit. Uh, you know, I think we, I think, uh, the staff here, we did a little uh, contest to see who could butcher the last name the most. And I think, uh, Isaac won cause uh, a lot of people say Sigurdsson, but it's Sigurdsson. Yeah. It's Sigurdsson, right? Sigurdsson. S- Sigurdsson. Yeah. yeah. Sigurdsson. I, I've been saying it all. A lot of people saying... emphasize the G. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I've got C Biscuitson. I've got <laughs> Stagnardson. I've got Stagner daughter. Tango Seabiscuit. Uh, <laughs> Tyler Sigardfordson. What's okay. So, you, you just scored a goal at whatever rank. What's the worst you've ever heard someone butcher your last name? Um, this actually, this wasn't me, but I was watching one of my younger brother's game on hockey TV. And the guy, um, he was pronouncing the G like a J. He said like Seardson or something like that. <laughs> that was That was probably the worst it's ever been. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, thank you, Talon Sea Urchin. Uh, it's been a pleasure <laughs> talking to you for so long. Uh, obviously, you're having a great season so far. We're looking forward to seeing uh, what you do this road trip and what you do the rest of the year. And again, congratulations on the commitment. Uh, 
huge, huge deal and great school uh, at Arizona State University. Congrats again. Thank you so much, guys. All right, guys. That'll do it for the show. Until next time, we'll see you later. This is Wolverine Nation.